Good day to everyone. I am Nicholas Bornholz of CapitalLink, and I would like to welcome you all to today's webinar. CapitalLink uh, has launched a series of webinars which we host at regular uh, intervals, aiming to showcase the progress uh, achieved in the Greek economy and the business and investment opportunities uh, in Greece. Uh, it's a new Greece today, a new environment, new opportunities, and of course, new challenges. Uh, today's uh, webinar is on a very critical topic. Uh, we are organizing today's webinar in partnership with EY. And the focus of the webinar is Greece's position as an international logistics and freight uh, center, uh, hub. A strategic location, increasing investments in transportation and logistic infrastructure are behind Greece's efforts to reinforce its position as a global logistics hub. A lot has been achieved in that area, but a lot more remains to be achieved and there's always room for improvement. We are honored that we have the opportunity for a second time together with EY to host this webinar and present the uh, latest uh, edition of EY's report on Greece as an international freight center. That report examines the role of Greece as a competitive intermodal corridor for the European seaborne trade with Asia. EY, as we will see, presents a series of area-specific recommendations with regards to ports, the road network, the third-party logistics sector, air and sea freight transport, the rail network, the customs, the human capital, in general, the whole complexity, if you want, of the ecosystem related to logistics uh, and infrastructure. Today's webinar has three parts. We will start with um, uh, the key findings of the uh, study uh, by Mr. Uh, Thanos Mavros, uh, who is uh, a partner at EY Greece, uh, cent uh, Central, Eastern, Southeastern Europe and Central Asia, and he's also the supply chain and operations leader, and he's going to take us through the key findings of that report. Then we will have an intervention by uh, the Minister of uh, Infrastructure and Transport, Mr. Karamanlis, and then we will proceed with a panel discussion that uh, will include major stakeholders from the whole landscape of logistics and infrastructure. And with that, I would like to thank NY uh, for their partnership. I would like to thank uh, Thanos Mavros, Yanis Pieros, of course, uh, Panos Papazoglu, and turn the floor over to uh, Thanos. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you, Nicola. And uh, dear all, good morning or good afternoon, depending from where you are and where you joined us today. Let me share my screen so I can walk you through the findings of uh, EY's uh, I hope that you all see my screen. At EY, we are proud to have succeeded over the years in standing at the fearful of developments in the global, regional, and Greek transport and logistic industries. My presentation, as Nicholas has mentioned, is based on the report, Greece, an International Freight Center, the second edition published 
last April 2021. The report is part of our contribution to drive the dialogue among all stakeholders with an aim to explore the optimal ways to address the challenges that the Greek transportation and logistics industry is facing and take the advantage of the opportunities arising in an ever-changing global environment. The journey for Greece has already begun, with our country taking pivotal steps toward sustainable growth and success. We really look forward to seeing how these efforts will develop over the coming months and years, and how Greece will manage to reach its full potential as a leading global freight and logistics hub. Transport and logistics sector is estimated at 9.2% of the gross domestic product, and this research was conducted by the Hellenic Logistics Association with the cooperation of University of Aegea back in 2018. Greece has, at the moment, 25 major commercial seaports. Five of them are characterized as of strategic interest to EU. Greece has five trade zones at Piraeus port, Thessaloniki port, Biotia, Iraklion port, and Astakos port. Almost 16% of the world merchant fleet, based on, on the deadweight tonnage capacity, are owned and controlled by Greek owners. Piraeus port is placed in the first position in the Mediterranean, with 5.4 million annual TEUs and the fourth largest in Europe. Thessaloniki port has an aggressive expansion to increase the current throughput to almost 2.3 million TEUs. All in all, transit time from Far East to Europe and vice versa, it is estimated to be shorter by eight to nine days in comparison to alternative North European trade roads. Over the past years, Greece has developed a road network consisting of more than 2,145 kilometers of highways and motorways, while at the same time, new investments are planned. Greece lies at the southeastern part of Orient-East Med Corridor of the 10T Pan-European Network. Major hidden logistics investments, such as Triassio Freight Center, nearby Anthens and Piraeus, is underway. The advancement of Gono's military site at Thessaloniki is of vital importance. The completion of projects like this, along with the recent privatizations in rail, in air, in ports, will have a significant impact on Greece's logistics footprint. Third-party logistics sector, after the decrease of the past years due to the economic recession, presents signs of recovery. Consumer products, retailing, electronic, pharmaceuticals, and industrial products lie among the main sectors utilizing professional third-party logistics services. There are four main factors that contribute to the attractiveness of a market, of a region, 
to be considered as an international leading regional freight hub. And these factors are the following. Connectivity with global trade lanes and other hubs, advanced port and logistics infrastructure, advanced financial and business services, and a technological ecosystem that allows research and development, innovation, education, and the availability of talent. In addition, the overall business environment, the stability of the political environment, the regulatory framework and tax regime, as well as transparency and effectiveness of the legal system are vital in securing the attractiveness of a freight logistics center. Let us see how Greece is positioned in the global landscape. Logistics industry competitiveness ranks the country at the 47th place worldwide. Logistics Performance Index ranks Greece at the 42nd place. And on the liner shipping connectivity index, we see that we lie at the moment, Greece lies at the moment on the 20th place with a score of 60.3, higher than all competing countries in the region, achieving a significant improvement over the past 10 years. Did not happen by accident. This is how the others evaluate Greece. At EY report, we believe that it is good under the concept of the voice of the, of, of the customer to ask, besides how international organizations evaluate Greece, to ask main traders, manufacturers, and others that they bring freights or they move freights out of Greece, how do they evaluate the various modes of transport, including ports, rail, third-party logistics, hinterland logistics, the road network, sea transport, land transport, customs, both in terms of quality of infrastructures and quality of services and um, uh, the, the, the various uh, services provided. Here you see the main demographics that all of the sectors have participated, and uh, I will not go over the, the demographics. Here are the, the main results of the survey, and according to, to them, 42% consider that Greece meets standards, 12% consider that Greece exceeds standards, 1% consider that Greece achieves excellence. 43% still believe that evaluate Greece as of low performance. However, these results, in comparison to, 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 to the results that we have run as EY a couple of years ago, are far and highly improved from the similar, as I mentioned, survey a couple of years ago. We have summarized some of the recommendations that uh, uh, have been shared by this survey. Related to ports, further privatization of ports is required and is recommended. Intermodal connection with air, rail and road. The improvement of hinterland logistics in selected areas 
has been recommending and to work on a single window logic of implementation. When it comes to the road network, the rationalization of tolls uh, due to high tariffs for freight, and of course the improvement the, to improve the connections with, with infrastructure. When it comes to air and sea freight, the improvement of intermodal collectivity and more like synergy type of projects are required. As far as sea freight, the connection with an intermodality approach is recommended. When it comes to the third-party logistics and the fourth PL sector, synergies, exports, and digital transformation is what is recommended. When it comes to rail network, the intermodal connectivity, the offering of end-to-end holistic services, the electrification and alternative technologies, the infrastructure in upgrade and the completion of maintenance work is recommended. When it comes to customs, constant availability on 24-7 logic and full digitalization of the custom is recommended. However, there are two main things com uh, concerning human capital and brand awareness. Human capital. There is a need to transform supply chain professionals to value stream leaders, to business leaders than cost optimization professionals, to achieve, to, to transform them on and have an operational excellence con concept and drive digital transformation uh, uh, needs and to develop the supply chain and logistics transport professional on a logic, take the robot out of the human. Finally, what it is recommended is the increase of the brand awareness of the, of, of the sector and the execution of studies and surveys that prove or uh, show the competitive advantages of Greece as a leading uh, regional uh, hub. Finally, there is a need of global roadshows and promotional events. At our report, we finalize, and this is what we, we, we provide as a, uh, uh, as a uh, idea that the market for professionals to supply chain professionals in the, of international corporates to consider Greece and, and have Greece on their radar, the three main KPIs that we mentioned, the logistics performance index, the logistics industry competitiveness, and the liner, liner shipping connectivity index should be improved further within a time span of three to maximum five years. And from the second, 42nd place to the 30th, and from the 47th place to the 30th, and from the 20th place to the 15th. If we achieve that, we will be on the radar of the international transporters, of the international corporates, to think of Greece as an alternative role and achieve the eight to nine days that we mentioned previously. Of course, we need a strong marketing and branding efforts 
that are required to support Greece's story in becoming a leading getaway for Central and South and Eastern European markets. Thank you for your kind attention. Back to you, Nicola. Thank you very much for uh, starting uh, our webinar today with such a detailed and insightful uh, overview. And uh, this really sets the stage for the, for the rest of our discussion. So now, uh, and I see my sister Olga being uh, also uh, among the, uh, uh, the participants and Olga and I are putting this uh, webinar together, but uh, she has not turned on, on her camera yet. So I would like now to uh, introduce uh, the Minister of uh, Transport and Infrastructure, Mr. Konstantinos Karamanlis, who is going to make uh, his remarks and intervention. Uh, as you know, he has been uh, putting a lot of attention uh, exactly on attracting investments and improving efficiency in this sector. So we look forward to the uh, comments uh, of the Minister. Dear Nicolas, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me begin by thanking Capital Link and EY for inviting me to this uh, virtual event and congratulating the hosts both for the flawless organization and the excellent agenda of this uh, webinar. It is our firm belief in the Mitsotakis government that while facing the numerous ongoing challenges of the pandemic, public dialogue should uh, primarily focus on how to prepare Greece, how to prepare our country and the world for the day after. So therefore, I am very glad to be given the opportunity to talk about Greece's role in the logistics sector and more generally in Europe's supply chain as an international freight center. After a decade of very difficult times, a decade of hardship due to the economic crisis and then due to the pandemic, Greece gradually can and will regain its natural role as a leading power in the southeastern European region. Connectivity is the foundation upon which any economy is built with transport providing the means for both movement of people and goods, as well as stimulating growth on a national and an international level. The COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted global supply chains and has highlighted the need to invest in infrastructure and achieve digital transformation much faster than expected. At the same time, it has created opportunities for Greece to build on the progress that has already been made, to be recognized as an international freight center in this redesigned global supply chain. In view of the years to come, we need to continue increasing our efforts, but mainly our investments, in order for Greece to become the getaway to Central and Southeastern European markets. All our efforts, all our government efforts, are focused on transforming Greece to a competitive intermodal corridor 
for European trade. The Port of Piraeus is playing this role already. However, we need to continue upgrading our infrastructure in order to enhance this role. It is a very well-known fact that every crisis creates and presents a number of opportunities. In this framework, the EU Recovery and Resilience Fund constitutes a unique chance for our country's economic growth and development. I think that we are all aware that the European Commission has recently endorsed Greece's 30.5 billion recovery and resilience plan over the period of 2021 to 2026. These financial tools will support the implementation of the crucial investments and reform measures outlined in Greece's recovery and resilience plan. It will play the key role in enabling Greece to emerge stronger for the, from the pandemic. When it comes to transport, logistics, and broadly speaking, multimodality, our goal is to transform Greece in a logistic hub for the greater area of Eastern Mediterranean. But let's see how can we achieve this very ambitious goal by implementing, if you will, a comprehensive plan. First, we are transforming the Piraeus port and also the ports of northern Greece, mainly the ones in Thessaloniki, Alexandrupoli and Kavala, into entry gates so that we can upgrade Greece's role in the logistics sector. The Piraeus port is an entry port and a transshipment port for goods mainly coming from the Suez Canal. The port of Thessaloniki can play a getaway, the role of a getaway port for goods from Southeastern Europe. The interconnectivity between the ports of Thessaloniki, Kavala, Alexandrupoli, and between the port of Alexandrupoli and the ports of the Black Sea can geopolitically upgrade the whole region. Secondly, we are upgrading our railway net network, which can enhance the maritime corridor contain, uh, connecting the markets of Asia to the Piraeus port to a land corridor of goods transport to Central Europe. We are implementing the biggest rail projects that have ever been planned in the country, amounting to 3.3 billion euros. Let me dwell on this number for a moment. Our country has, at this stage, a motorway network at par, if you will, to that of the developed countries of the European Union. However, our railway network lags significantly behind. In addition, due to Greece's geography, railway projects have always been challenging. For Greece, the existence of a reliable, electrified railway network is one of the utmost importance 
This is why it is time for the Mitsotakis government to implement the new generation of what we call big green projects. And those projects include railway projects. This public projects are environmentally friendly, they promote safety, and we all agree that rail is a better organized and more suitable for transporting bulky and heavy goods. Thirdly, we are also upgrading our regional airports as well as the smaller ports in our islands. In order to achieve this plan, in order to transform Greece into an international logistics hub, it is necessary to invest in the broader infrastructure sector, which has also a very big multiplier effect for our GDP. We are moving forward with a comprehensive 13 billion euro plan for infrastructure projects, mainly financed by structural funds and from the European Union. This plan includes projects that have been stalled for a number of years due to various and complex issues, but are absolutely necessary and can transform Greece in the years to come. Projects such as the Thessaloniki subway, the Voak Highway in Crete, one of the largest road projects, if not the largest in the EU, and the Patra-Pyrgos Highway, the E65 highway completion, and of course, the Athens Metro Line 4, the biggest public work project in Greece, whose construction contract was signed a few days ago. At the same time, we are proceeding with a number of new, very ambitious projects, such as the Atikiodos extension, the Thessaloniki flyover, all the railway projects worth of 3.3 billion, anti-flooding protection projects worth of 1.2 billion euros, and road safety intervention project in over 7,000 dangerous spots all over the country's roadway network, financed mainly by the, the, the by, by, by EIP. The journey, therefore, for Greece has already begun, with our country taking pivotal steps towards sustainable growth and success. We hope that over the coming years, Greece will reach its full potential as a leading global freight and logistics hub. Ladies and gentlemen, after a decade of decline, crisis, economic austerity, Greece is back. Thank you very much for your, your attention. I'm looking forward to the conclusion of your seminar. I, I would like to uh, thank the minister for his uh, very insightful remarks. As he said, I'm gonna stand on two, uh, two key elements. Greece is back. No doubt about that. And uh, Greece's journey uh, in developing and reinforcing its position as a global logistics and transportation hub has already started. As I mentioned before, a lot has been achieved, but there's still a lot more to be done. 
and clearly the government plays a, a critical role fostering the development, creating the landscape for additional uh, investment to come in. And now I will uh, ask uh, Mr. Yanis Pieros. Now we're coming to the third uh, element of our, four, of our webinar, uh, the panel discussion. I will kindly ask uh, Mr. Yanis Pieros, uh, a partner at EY and a mobility uh, leader to guide us through uh, the, um, the panel discussion. He will be moderating it along with Mr. Thanos Mavros, another partner of EY that we have already seen. And uh, I would like to thank them for putting together a tremendously uh, high-level panel of key stakeholders across the whole landscape of logistics, infrastructure, and transport. Yanni, the floor is yours. And again, thank you to, uh, to you, to Thanos, and uh, to Panos Papazoglu, and also, and very much so, to all our panelists for being present with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you very much. You can watch. Uh, dear panel members and all, welcome. And thank you for joining us in this panel discussion. Uh, before I hand over to Thano for the open discussion with our distinguished uh, panel members, let me please take a few minutes to summarize and somehow codify, I would say, what has been said so far. So Thano, if you were to filter out uh, uh, the key action points from our study for Greece as an international phase center, uh, center uh, I guess that in summary, our country will need to firstly improve its connectivity with the global trade routes and obviously uh, with the rest of the key transshipment hubs. Equally important to substantially improve the rail and hidden land logistics infrastructure and also the respective operations. Develop a strong financial and business services ecosystem around the supply chain together with an advanced, I would say, technology and innovation ecosystem specifically around transport and logistics. We will also have to invest in the development of human capital at all levels throughout the supply chain. And finally, improve the brand awareness for Greece as an international uh, trade center, as you rightly mentioned. Now, if, if we pivot uh, uh, to the perspective shared by the minister in his uh, video recording we just watched, uh, we will identify a good number of goals, thoughts and planned actions for the short to medium term for Greece. Uh, the Ministry clearly announced the goal for Greece to become the leading hub and the getaway for Central and Southeast Europe. Uh, he clearly moved to portrait how the government used the interconnectivity of the country's key ports and other infrastructure, both for the domestic and for the global trade. Mr. Karamanis did not avoid to touch uh, on the burning issue of the rail sector and on the fact that uh, Greece is currently lacking far behind on this front. But he also announced a sizable 3 billion plus euro budget that has been secured through the Recovery and Resilience Fund, the so-called RRF, for the significant upgrade of our rail, rail infra and the development of new rail networks. He has also uh, made reference to the greater 13 billion euro budget for infrastructure projects in the country in general, and he has named some of them, mainly relating to our road network. And finally, I would say the government views that the current situation and the approved RRF 30 billion plus funding for Greece as a whole is a unique opportunity for our country to take it to the next level and unlock its potential. 
Now, speaking for the greater transportation sector, I would agree 100% with this view, as our country is best placed in terms of geography also to take advantage of the near-shoring trend we are seeing in the global supply chain uh, post-COVID times, and also of the new notion of the just-in-case logistics on top of the traditional and basic just-in-time notion that we are all aware of. Uh, well, I feel that uh, we have by now all the necessary hints and uh, perspectives for us to kick off a very interesting panel discussion with the gentleman in the panel. So, Thano, uh, over to you, and I very much look forward to the Q&A session afterwards. Thank you, Yanis. Thank you. Thank you, Yanis. And I would like to, to thank all of our guests and, and, and panelists uh, and to say on behalf of all of us at EY that we are not honored uh, because of their participation today. And let me start introducing our, uh, uh, our guest, uh, starting from Franco Nicola Cupolo, the Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer at Thessaloniki Port Authority and a member of the Board of Directors of the Authority. Welcome, Mr. Cupolo. Welcome, Franco. Thank you Mr. so much. Thanos, Mr. Thanos Psanthas, CEO at ETVA, Industrial Parks, and Chairman of Thriasio Freight Center. Welcome, Mr. Psathas. Welcome, Thanos. Professor Philippos Chalidis, CEO of Trenose. Welcome, Dr. Chalidis. Welcome, Philippos. Thank you very much. And last but not least, Professor Thanos Zilaskopoulos, Chairman of the National Logistics Council and Chairman of the Board of Directors at the Hellenic Republic Asset Development Fund. Welcome, Dr. Zilaskopoulos. And let's start. Can you please, uh, all, 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 our, all our guests, uh, turn on your cameras, please, so that uh, we are all here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thanos. Gentlemen, we heard Yanis summarizing from both the Minister's Karamanlis video and the Wise report. So let's start. And I would like to start with uh, uh, Dr. Zidaskopoulos. Thanos, as the Chairman of the National Supply Chain Committee, how efficient and effective do you believe the current intermodal infrastructure is in Greece? Can you please elaborate on that? Thank you, Thanos. Uh, thank you for inviting me in this uh, very timely and interesting uh, webinar. Um, uh, it's, it's, um, it it's, uh, depends really how you compare, what you compare Greece to. Um, uh, it, it is, Greece has come a long way uh, in the last 15 years, starting from the adoption of this long, the famous landlord port model in 2007, um, uh, Greece has been uh, has come a long way to be to be transformed in terms of um, logistics capabilities. The logistics sector of Greece has been has evolved dramatically in the last fifteen years. So, if you compare Greece and the intermodal infrastructure of Greece to Netherlands, obviously we fall behind. But um, you need to look at this in uh, put it in perspective, and you look at these 15 years, and let me mention some milestones 
that uh, really can make um, uh, can can help somebody understand somebody who is not familiar with the uh, the, the the Greek logistics sector to understand really where this sector started and where it is going. Um, only in 2010, in 2009, the, the port of Piraeus, the the, the, port, the container terminal was um, uh, was uh, granted on a long term concession. In 2010, the the trucking industry was a closed profession, if you recall. So uh, we had to open this uh, after a long protracted period. Uh, this was liberalized. The, the Greek railway infrastructure restructuring law in 2011, uh, it, pretty much the infrastructure and the operations of the railway that minister mentioned before was really an integrated entity, a monopoly, a huge monopoly. So that was, uh, by, by law, that was really, uh, was aligned to the, to the European directives in 2010. Then we had the law logistics in 2014 that, um, for the first time, gave a legal status to the logistics sector in Greece. Uh, up until then, it was not even recognized uh, as, a, as a, an economic activity. Uh, and that promoted really, started promoting all the multimodal services and the value-added services that could take place within installations, logistics installations, which was not possible before. Then we had the privatization of Trenosel, and uh, we had the privatization of Port of Thessaloniki, the Port Authority of Piraeus, uh, the concession of the Triassian Intermodal Logistics Center in Attica, and the imminent now concession of the shunting facility with this Triassian. So if you look at all of these things, uh, you will recognize that Greece has come a long way. And I believe uh, the future is ahead of us. Uh, yes, we're not we don't, we don't, we're not in a position to compete yet with um, uh, countries with mature logistics industry, but we're getting there. I cannot hear you, Thanos. Sorry, I was muted. Thank you, Thanos. Can I address the same question to uh, Filipos? How efficient and effective do you believe the current intermodal infrastructure is in Greece? Thank you very much, Thanos, and thank you very much for inviting me to this uh, webinar, to webinar uh, both EY and uh, Capital Link. I think that, uh, I believe that we all agree that uh, Greece has significant geopolitical advantages which enables here to be established as an efficient international trade center, since its location serves as the natural thaw system gateway of Europe for cargo originating from Asia and the Middle East. Furthermore, I would say that the logistics sector in Greece is already of particular importance to the national economy and is producing around 10% of the country's GDP. However, this path has not been followed by the rail freight and the rail logistics sector, whose contribution is at very low levels, which compared to the country's GDP are close to zero. Although we have been significant infrastructure steps regarding its road infrastructure and regarding its port infrastructure, 
This is not the case regarding the railway sector and especially the freight railway infrastructure. So there are, we have, in order to enable the railway to make a substantial contribution to freight transport, uh, there are very, uh, several specific conditions which are necessary and which extend into the following four areas. The first one is the adequate rail connections to freight transport access points. That is, harbors, industrial areas, and large urban centers. Second, organized freight terminals at key points connected to the main railway network. Third point, large logistics centers and container storage points that are adequately interconnected with the rail network. And uh, fourth, the railway network a modern railway network with sufficient capacity. This is, I think, these are the most critical points in order to really um, uh, develop the railway sector. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Philippos. I, I would like to, to, to ask Mr. Safas, uh, another Thanos uh, uh, in, in our yeah. company today. Is there an interest from the market concerning Thriasio Freight Center? And if yes, uh, from which business, business sectors? Uh, first of all, thanks uh, very much for the invitation and uh, I hope everything to be successful today. It's uh, very interesting, the whole discussion. So Greece uh, processes, uh, I can say, geographical advantage for uh, serving freight uh, circulation from Asia to Europe uh, in comparison with other Mediterranean or uh, Northern uh, European uh, ports due, due to its proximity to the Suez Canal. An advantage that the country is trying to utilize, extend with the development of the ports of Pereus, which is the fourth largest in Europe, Thessaloniki, Volos, Kavala, and uh, Alexandrupolis. Under the adoption of innovative technologies, I believe that uh, our company, Thek, as we used to say it, has the ability to be the catalyst for the development of synergies of uh, Greek logistic companies and uh, their upgrade to value-added uh, service providers and not just uh, transit ones. Many companies operating in the supply chain, uh, 3PL, freight forwarding, warehousing, uh, have uh, already expressed their strong interest uh, in installation uh, within uh, tech facilities. Thank you, Thanos. Franco, what are the key investments underway to support Thessaloniki in becoming a major south Eastern European getaway. Can you, uh, could you please elaborate more on, on your investment plan? 
Sure. Thank you for, first of all, giving uh, uh, me personally and us as THPA the opportunity to participate to such an important and strategic panel. And in a nutshell, I would like to recollect uh, the keywords of uh, the, some of the speakers, uh, notable speakers that have uh, sp spoken, uh, spoken before me. We move forward and moving forward specifically for the Porto of Thessaloniki to become the major gateway not only for the Balkan, but for the rest of Central and Southern uh, Eastern Europe, means that uh, from our part, we have to upgrade our supply, our level of services to a uh, uh, multinational uh, and international variety of customers, an unprecedented market, which is an opening up for the port of Thessaloniki as a major gate. So, in a nutshell, I'm going to give some numbers. Uh, we, after the privatization, have... Uh, completed, the, first of all, uh, the approval of the five years business plan, which will uh, make and transform Thessaloniki is the major gateway for the, for the Southeastern Europe. So in, uh, uh, in millions, we're talking about uh, so far uh, for the 2020, notwithstanding the uh, pandemic effects that have plagued the economies, we have invested, kept our capacity of investment, and we have started investing and delivering on our investments program, delivering 11 million of investment. Within 2021, we expect to uh, invest additionally uh, 25 million. Now, this is just a part uh, of the overall investments we are committed to uh, deliver in order to meet our strategic targets. Has also uh, taken the responsibility of the mandatory investments in front of the Hellenic uh, state, uh, as deriving from the concession agreement. We uh, agree and we have plans to invest a total reference cost of 180 million, where the pivotal role would be our new container terminal expansion that uh, is now entered the second stage, whereby uh, already. We are happy to announce that we have received a number, number of five, of uh, uh, binding financial and technical offers. This is very promising. This is very promising because it's an international uh, project that, according to the specification, and of course an international tender, will allow us to deliver uh, a new marine infrastructure that will welcome up to uh, ships up to 24,000 teams, meaning that uh, we will be able to serve the global market as a whole. Now, uh, if we consider that in the next years, those type of ships represent almost 60% of the total tonnage uh, sailing around the world. That means that the only chance for the ports in Greece to be able to expand and to deliver the strategic goal to be gateways for Europe is to be able to accommodate these, uh, these type of sheets. So, Pier 6, in its final uh, delivery stage, will be committing at the, the uh, delivering this feature by ensuring to add to our portfolio about 530 meters long of key line to minus, to minus 17.7 meters depth of sea uh, depth with an additional area of yard which will be uh, consisting of 360 meters wide. And of course, all the additional infrastructure works in order to be, make this uh, bull project not only uh, sustainable from an economical point of view, but also sustainable from an environmental, from a social and from a technological point of view.
In fact, the uh, technologies that, uh, that we are planning and we are going to execute that they will be used for these Pier 6, they will be in complete automation. Therefore, ensuring that we optimize the utilization of the land, we uh, reduce the risk for our people uh, in terms of health and safety, we uh, improve and eliminate CO2 emissions. So at the end, uh, putting not only the investment, but also the social role that a port as a world, as a gateway, needs to uh, uh, fulfill towards the investors, but towards also the society and towards the, uh, uh, the Greek economy at, at, at a glance. So the completion of this project marks a substantial upgrade of the competitiveness of the port of Thessaloniki. It will enhance the position of the port in the global port industry and the logistics supply chain, given the proximity to the rest of Southern European uh, and Central European markets. But just enough to consider that there are 78 kilometers uh, that uh, separate us from the borders, from the next uh, countries. We're talking about uh, a market of 70 million people eventually. So, uh, yeah, having said this in detail, not only about the infrastructure, we will uh, also uh, ensure the delivery of new equipment, of new cranes, of new uh, handling uh, machines in order to enhance our capacity to serve better our customers, both for the container terminal, both for the conventional, as well as in general for the activities uh, concerning warehousing and logistics, because without warehousing and logistics, without an integrated supply chain uh, offer, we will not be able to deliver the mission and the vision we are, uh, we are here to deliver. Thank you. Thank you, Franco. And we're talking about investments, and I also uh, see a couple of questions that are coming, and I would like to combine that and ask Filipos, um, uh, uh, what are the key investments Trenose has underway? But I would like to combine it with uh, with a question that uh, has been uh, received. Uh, up to now, uh, we know that uh, uh, rail in Greece is mostly connected uh, with uh, uh, the the transportation of humans and and tourism. You know how we can uh, or how we can uh, overcome this, this challenge and what are the investment plans that Renose has underway? This is the question, Filipos. Filipos, uh, you are muted. I'm sorry. Okay. No. It is important to mention that in 2020, during the pandemic, the cash outflows for investments from Renose were around 28 0.5 euros, million euros. In addition, contracted investments by the end of 2021 exceed uh, 75 million euros. Uh, we are going to say as a member of the FS group who will help the development of the railway in Greece by implementing an investment plan of hundreds of millions of euros. Uh, as far as uh, uh, these investments are concerned, I could say that uh, include upgrading the development of the maintenance plans of the company. Second, the purchase of new 
rolling stock, including zero emissions rolling stock, that is hydrogen trains, the electric rolling stock servicing uh, mainly the suburban routes, and uh, new high-speed rolling stock from uh, uh, 2025 and on. Furthermore, investing in human resources, Estranche has recruited over than 250 employees in the last two years and will continue to do so in the upcoming years. Uh, investments in the IT system, supporting our company's passenger and freight operations, as well as promoting our organization's digitalization. Investments of more than 50 million, uh, which are necessary for the development of freight rail transport, that is, in freight rail terminals, LOSL, in uh, our logistics center, of Riasio. Um, um, in order to, to, to reply to your questions, I would say that we need rail connections. We know everybody in this panel that only the ports of Piraeus, Thessaloniki and Alexandrupolis have access to the railway network, which needs upgrading. We have to, to develop access to all the above freight uh, transport access points such as harbors, industrial areas and large urban centers. Freight terminals, we need freight terminals. There are significant potential freight terminals connected to the rail, uh, to the rail network such as the Asian Athens Gonos in Thessaloniki that need development and the large logistics centers and container storage points that are adequately connected with the railway network uh, exist, but currently do not operate. And uh, the last but not the least, the national rail network does not have sufficient, sufficient capacity and needs upgrade. Moreover, I must say that its capacity is further reduced due to the lack of staff in the infrastructure managers, station managers and uh, switchmen. So the implementation of the ETCS, the ERTMS, let's say, which includes uh, both uh, ETCS and uh, JSMR, will make a significant contribution to increasing capacity by providing an increase in capacity on the main axis, at least Athens, Thessaloniki and borders. If we really want to, the railway sector to contribute to the development of train transport and to the, and to the establishment of this as the logistic hub of Southeastern Europe, the above conditions should be met. Thank you very much. Thank you, Philippos. Thank you, Philippos. And besides the challenges, I would like to address a question to all of, of you. Uh, is there a, a prospect for Greece to become an international freight center from your experience and as you see the market developing? And what it takes to achieve that? Uh, 
Thanos, Thanos Psanthas, would you like to, to reply to that? Okay, I will, yes, yes, I will start. I will start. So it's uh, it's very interesting the the question. Uh, okay, everybody of us, I wish, I think that uh, would like to be the case, but uh, let me put the things uh, a little more thoroughly. So Greece, despite its uh, progress in the recent years, uh, which it's uh, obvious this, in order to become an international trade center. Uh, we'll have to invest further in infrastructure projects, in ports, uh, highway roads, uh, and uh, railway network, as uh, well as in uh, large uh, logistics areas that uh, currently do not exist. Such places are the new freight center of Triasio, the Gonu camp at uh, Salonica, uh, the construction of second uh, Triasio 1 and uh, the privatization of the adjacent freight railway station and the uh, sorting station at Triasio uh, 2, as it is called, uh, will significantly strengthen the already existing uh, land infrastructure of the commercial ports uh, of uh, Pereus, Port of Pereus. Uh, the full development and operation of the two complexes, uh, together with the investment of Thessaloniki port, uh, could make uh, the, the Greece one of the largest uh, land ports in uh, southern uh, Europe. Uh, but uh, other things have to happen as well in order to reach uh, that level, uh, Greece to become an international trade center. Thank you. Thank you, Thanos. I would like to, to address the same question to, to Franco. Franco, is there a pro prospect for Greece to become an international freight center and what it takes to achieve that? It is. Thank you. Thank you for the, for the question. I was very much looking forward for you to, to ask me this question because uh, it's one of the reasons why, uh, why I, as part of the rest of the international management is with us, and the consortium is here, is because we definitely believe that specifically Thessaloniki has all the characteristics uh, to be the major gateway for, the, for, uh, for, uh, for Europe. Of course, it's not only, uh, it's not only pink. Uh, there are lots of clouds uh, which are represented, uh, and I would like to recall some of them, from the challenges that some of the, the, uh, the esteemed uh, panelists have mentioned before us. Yes, it is an opportunity. It is definitely something achievable, ambitious, but achievable, not as long as we support this vision with concrete actions. And I have to say that this panel is, giving, is going in the right direction. We heard from the ministry uh, an important address in, uh, on, the, on the role of the infrastructure and needs of, uh, of uh, improving them, as well as from the rest of my, of my colleagues. But this is a, a, a timeline, unfortunately, that is uh, potentially going to expire because uh, the countries around us, the, the, support, the, the supply chains uh, complexes around us in, uh, in, uh, in, re, in um, uh, Croatia, rather than uh, North Italy, rather than uh, other countries uh, on the Black Sea or uh, in Turkey, they're gonna they're gonna fulfill. They're going to try to achieve the same uh, the same vision. So it's up to us uh, in team, uh, meaning uh, us, the European Community, the government, 
all the stakeholders that are here participating, making sure this vision is translated into something practical, which means electrification of lines, um, uh, adequacy of the lines, uh, to, of the railway lines, to the uh, 10T Pan-European Corridor standards, the creation and the, the deliverable of the Pier 6 and the rest of the marine infrastructure needed to uh, uh, be able to accommodate bigger ships. The creation of, uh, of warehousing logistics centers. They, are, they all have to move uh, contemporarily in order to deliver a package that is able to make the, the uh, system of ports and grids uh, competitive over the Northern European region. But of course, this is something that is an opportunity, can become also a lost opportunity if we don't deliver. Because I would like to remind, I come from other European countries, that this uh, pan-European corridor strategy, connectivity strategy, has already been delivered in most of the European countries. So they are not waiting for us. The cargo would like is looking for work to be served through the system of ports in Greece, but we need to move fast. We need to make sure that on our agenda, these points are top priority. We need to invest in electrification and signaling on solving the issues in the manning of the station, in integrating uh, along the pan-European corridors, in creating the marine infrastructure, in creating customs corridors that are able to uh, serve in an unstoppable uh, uh, flow of goods from the sea up to the door of the customers, the goods, as well as for the export. Because of this, in this way, we will definitely be able not only to serve the role of increasing the GDP for Greece, but to transform and contribute to improvements in GDP for the rest of Europe. Because uh, as you correctly said, you, as you correctly pointed out, serving the goods and serving the markets through and to and from the port of Thessaloniki means reducing the transit time, which means reducing the costs, reducing CO2, making the goods, Greek goods, Greek exporters, Greek importers, as well as the rest of European importers and exporters, stronger in a market that becomes more and more competitive. So yes, it is definitely an opportunity. We all have to deliver. We all have to be clear what are, what are our priority. Control that we deliver on those one. Push all these stakeholders in order to make sure that we deliver them. Because it is a, an opportunity that can aspire. So it is a, a mission which, which I used to call a do or die mission. Either we deliver, and we deliver a fantastic opportunity uh, for the Greek system of ports to become the great ways for Europe, or we die as a system. Thank you very much for, for your words, Franco, because uh, uh, being around for many decades, all of us, we, we know all of the challenges. And besides... The, the challenges that you, 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 you mentioned, uh, it's uh, the do or die uh, concept, but you bring also uh, a freshness uh, to the discussions. I, I would like to, 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 to ask uh, Thanos, uh, uh, Dr. Zeliaskopoulos, and uh, you have recently appointed as a chair at the Hellenic Republic Asset Development Fund. Does your new role signals important investments for, for the sector? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for those that uh, from the audience that do not know what um, HRADF stands for, is the Hellenic Republic Asset Development Fund. Uh, it's, um, HRADF is a, a shareholder of major assets uh, of the Greek Republic. Um, 
many of these assets are related to the logistics sector. Uh, so partly uh, it's already it's already definitely I can I, I find my natural role within the ecosystem of uh, HRADF uh, in contributing in some of these uh, uh, assets. Um, uh, we have 11 regional ports, like uh, it was mentioned before, the port of Alexandropolis, port of Kavala, that do have the potential to develop hinterland. They are unique ports in many ways, and the port of Volos, in a way. Of course, the, the port of Igumenica over Iraklio, they, they have... They have a different, uh, even Patras, they have a different scope, but still all these are major logistics, uh, major logistics assets. Uh, also the imminent now privatization of um, the Ignatia motorway, uh, which is a major facility um, uh, traversing the whole Northern Greece, uh, from Turkey and Bulgaria to all the way to, to Igumenica and uh, Albania. Uh, all these things um, that are imminent, all these privatizations, will provide a major impetus to the logistics sector. But this, uh, what I believe, or what I would like to envision, to, 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 to see as a role uh, for, the, uh, for the fund, for the HRADF, uh, is what was given, what was granted to us through a recent legislation, the, the, the Law 4804 of the June of 2021, based on which it is granted to uh, my organization the function of a project preparation facility for the recovery and resilience fund. Um, such RNF, as the Minister Karamanlis emphasized before, is a financial instrument, instrument that would enable to make major public, but also private, logistics infrastructure investments. Um, so the, the uh, HRADF has a unique capability really to prepare such projects because that's really its role in the in its ten year short but uh, quite dynamic history. It has developed really all the human capital to be able to prepare assets that were not really ready to be developed or privatized or mature. It managed to bring these assets to the level that the industry can take them and uh, further develop them. So we have these capabilities and we do believe that we're gonna, we're gonna be able to bring to maturity major logistics projects in the, in the future. Thank you very much, Thomas. Uh, and it's very promising to what you have mentioned. And I would like uh, if you all agree at the moment to take some of the questions that we have from the audience uh, is it okay with you there is a question is it okay, is it okay with all Thanos, Philippos, Thanos and Franco, Yanis of course, of course. thank sure. you there is, there is a question from one of the participants says that does the crisis in the Suez Canal and the Red Sea crossing uh, do you believe that will affect Greece as an inspiring uh, transportation hub? Which, like, uh, this is uh, that's, that this question was addressed to all of us. You know, uh, does anyone want to to try to answer it? 
Uh, if I may, uh, coming from uh, the ship inline world in the past, I can offer uh, just an observer view. So it is, it has had uh, for sure an impact, uh, especially has been uh, emphasizing the importance of the infrastructure network, whether it is by sea or by rail or by, by land, as we're discussing here primarily. Uh, uh, and the the, uh, the eventually disruptions that this can 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 uh, can um, bring on the supply chain, it is solved. Uh, it is solved. So we personally, I don't expect this to have a larger impact uh, or a significant impact on the economy, on the economies going forward. Uh, definitely, is showing how fragile is the system. Definitely. So it is, how to say, a point of uh, point of warning for all of us why it's important to uh, invest and uh, and to give uh, the right priority to infrastructure. Thank you. Thank you, Franco. Does anyone wants to 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 elaborate more on this question, or should we move on to other questions as well? Let's move on. There is another question for you, Franco, that says that uh, the Greece, uh, Greece's biggest economic engine is tourism, and uh, and big part of that is the cruise business. Uh, do you think that your vision for Thessaloniki Port Authority uh, of an increased freight circulation um, somehow has any conflict or will create any conflict? Do you see any challenge there? Absolutely not, absolutely not. Uh, and at this point, I would like to mention a specific, uh, specific example. Uh, we just celebrated two days ago uh, one of the maiden calls of uh, one of the cruise uh, operators that has decided, uh, notwithstanding the pandemic, to choose uh, to call Thessaloniki port, uh, where we can, uh, where we can uh, display a fantastic and old uh, Customs House, which is the, the perfect, uh, bright example of the uh, uh, um, legacy from the past, uh, the rich uh, legacy of the past uh, that we get from uh, from from uh, for, from the past years, and promoting the own port concept. So after more than 15 years, we celebrate the maiden course of cruise lines that uh, after 15 years are offering not only to the Greek. Market to our Greeks, uh, Greek citizens, our uh, our colleagues, the opportunity to embark in Thessaloniki and to start their journey on a cruise vessel, but also for the rest of the Balkans. So uh, uh, around us, there is full of uh, uh, people looking at Thessaloniki, looking at Greece as an opportunity, as a, an ideal uh, shore where to go uh, for business. And of course, for uh, for touristic reasons. So I think that specifically the Port of Thessaloniki combines all this because let's don't forget that the Port of Thessaloniki is not only an industrial port; is a is a is a community, is a port community. Uh, we are so interrelated to the city. I come from the city by walking and enter the port, which eventually and the other way around. That we as a managers, as a team. We are all uh, uh, fully uh, uh, concerned that each action, each decision we take has a direct impact, as a reflection on the social aspects of the city as, uh, as uh, and the other way around. So for us, the cruise business uh, 
where, the, for instance, the cruise vessels go directly at the center of the city, so people can just walk down the ship and go to the center of the city, represent a fantastic uh, uh, example on how we can combine uh, the, uh, uh, the cargo attention, but also the attention to passengers, to tourism, to all the other aspects that made Greece so famous in the world. Thank you, thank you, Franco. And there is a, a, an excellent question by uh, participant Slobodan. Uh, it mentions that Greece seems to be an engine in how to develop Balkan region and countries and bring them a lot of opportunities. Uh, uh, gentlemen, would you like to, to comment uh, on that? I would like to ask Mr. Psafas, Thanos Psafas, would you like to, to comment on, 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 on the... It's not actually a question, it's a question and a statement or a hope. This is what I understand. Thanos, would you like to try to, to answer it? Uh, you are muted. Uh, if it is a statement, then what to It's about commenting ah. rather than... <laughs> yeah. Well, what? Yeah. Uh, let me think a little about this, and I will come back. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anyone? Anyone else? Uh, Thanos, uh, Filipos, Franco, Yanis, uh, myself, of course. Uh, do we believe that? Thanos can only allow me to only uh, comment that there are too many Thanoses around. And there are still people counting the Yanises. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that uh, uh, lots of opportunities will be created once Greece uh, will reach its full potential as a um, leading uh, freight center. Uh, I don't believe that uh, we have all the human capital that we need in Greece. We need to locate the human capital and the expertise elsewhere and we also need we need hands and brains uh, to, 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 to support the growth should and when this come taking note also of uh, um, Franco's crystal clear comment that uh, we should not wait for, for many years because the train will pass again thank you Yanis okay. anyone so, uh, from uh, yeah. Can I, can I, for this? Uh, uh, I was expecting from uh, from Franco, but I, I think that he probably felt that he spoke too much. So, uh, I, I bravo, think... bravo, Danasis. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna make your pitch, Franco. I, I believe that uh, yes, Greece, uh, as far as the logistics sector and the transport sector is concerned, has very much the opportunity to help all the Balkan countries and become an engine really to, to help them take advantage of the, uh, of the, of the economic activity that's going to be created by the Greek ports. Um, you know, there is one thing that's called hinterland strategy that we haven't talked that much about, which has to be developed at various levels. Uh, one of the levels that has to be developed is really at the level of the Greek government in cooperation, of course, with all the ports. This hinterland strategy assumes the creation of what is called dry ports in almost every country in the, in the Balkans. 
that can create major opportunities in these countries. Uh, but it's going to be good for the Poles, for the Greek economy too. Uh, so uh, there are there is there are investments that can. I know that Franco is, is uh, undertaking or is probably thinking about investments in other Balkan countries, just so that he can uh, seamlessly promote, as he explained, his shipments and his uh, commodities to the hinterland and from the hinterland back to the port to be exported. So this is going to create really major opportunities in these countries. I know Piraeus is doing it. I mean, Piraeus has 30% of BILC, the Budapest Intermodal Logistics uh, Freight Center. Uh, they have uh, recently acquired, I believe, Dragoman, if I'm not wrong, in uh, Bulgaria-Serbia border. All these are investments that can help really also the Balkan countries in the same goal. I mean, we will all benefit from that. Thank you, Tanas, if I may. If I yes, may, yes, thank please. you. I want to I want to thank uh, thank Anasis and uh, yes, absolutely. I would have replied exactly what uh, what uh, what he said, and uh, I'm proud to announce just to, from my side as a THPA to announce that the last November we opened our first dry dock in Sofia, in the center of the city, and we are planning to open some many others. As correctly uh, as correctly uh, we have heard of it, but I would I wanted just to point uh, the importance of this first dry dock which I agree totally is part uh, creating this, uh, this network of dry ports is definitely a key element for a, for a proven and successful internet strategy to promote uh, Greece as a gateway. Thank you. Thank you, Franco. Thank you, Thanasis. Um, uh, gentlemen, uh, I see also the time and uh, there is a question to all of us. Uh, to all of you, uh, is there anything that we missed of asking and you would like to, to state or ask or present or share as a final uh, uh, remark, as a final statement? Uh, can we start from Filipos? Uh, no, I don't think so, but uh, I would like to say that uh, the recovery fund is the last opportunity for us in order to make investments in the infrastructure, generally talking. Strong statement, Filipos. Uh, but true, eh? I think so. I believe so. So we have to make the most of it. Yes. In general and in particular for the transport and logistics sector. Of course. Mainly in this sector. Mainly in this sector in order for Greece to become uh, the gateway of the Southeastern Europe. Thank you. Franco, a, a final remark, statement, whatever, idea to share? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, let me promote a little bit the HPASA because I think one of the most important things which has been missing over the years is also been that uh, the market to know that the HPASA is here to deliver. 
in international, uh, international markets. So, our vision and mission to establish the port as preferred gateway for the, not only for containers, for general cargo, for passengers, for, uh, in general, for services, for warehousing, not only for Balkans, but Central and Eastern Europe. Uh, our strategic goal, uh, how to achieve this, is by improving the competitiveness, so thereby increasing significantly traffic and volumes, uh, through offering uh, an improved end-to-end transit time, expanded capacity, increased productivity, with uh, in a cost-efficient, cost-conscious manner, through uh, the main important elements, keywords that are for us, connectivity, sustainability, innovation, and people. People. Let's don't forget that uh, we need also to create an awareness in the people, in our people, in our future breed of managers, in our future breed of logistics operators, uh, of uh, awareness of how important and why is important uh, this work that we do every day. Uh, we become older and older, and we have to live uh, to a much crowded uh, uh, youngster uh, breed, uh, the, uh, the, uh, say the importance of this message in order to deliver this long-term vision. So these are the main elements I would like to to leave as a, as a final statement. Thank you. Hey, thank you very much, Franco. Uh, Mr. Psafas, Thanos, would you like to, to state anything, share any additional thoughts on, on the discussion? Uh, okay. Uh, yes, uh, a couple of thoughts that uh, I totally agree that the investments in this uh, sector, in general, the sector of communications and transportation, is, uh, would give uh, Greece uh, an advantage and uh, under the current period that we discuss uh, we can uh, uh, utilize to the most out of the benefit of uh, uh, this fund in order to make the appropriate infrastructure for uh, our country here. Uh, let's hope that uh, this plan uh, will be uh, in a place in a due time because there are very strict uh, deadlines uh, regarding this. And uh, I hope that all the major players uh, will submit appropriate proposals in order to reach that level. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thanos. Thank you, Mr. Psafas. The, the other Thanos, Thanasis, uh, would you like to, to, to make, you know, to share any ideas, state Anything at the end of the discussion? Let, let me tell you a short story, very short. I'm not going to have that much time. So that Narcissus, now that we're, we're closing. Um, in my previous life, when I was in the U.S., I was in Chicago. I was a consultant. I was a professor at the university, but I was a consultant also to Burlington North and Santa Fe. And probably the biggest railway in the U.S., um, and I had the opportunity once to travel to Omaha, Nebraska, and meet the owner when he bought it, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is a very special person. And we had a meeting. And at some point, what he said, we were talking about investments in infrastructure. There were all kinds of people around the table. And I was just a young professor, scared, scared really, and, uh, you know, with this funny accent. Um, and what, what he said at some point is the following. I mean, they were talking about investments. And what he said is that, bring me the cargo owner, he said. Bring me the cargo. Who owns the cargo? 
get him on the table, and I will build you any infrastructure you need. We really need to talk to the cargo owners. We need to talk to the people that make decisions about all this global freight trade that we try to attract or we envision really to, 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 to get through Greece. Uh, and these are the multinationals. I had a small opportunity back in 2013 uh, when I was in Renault, I was sitting in uh, Philippus's chair and we had discussions with Hewlett Packard. It took us a long time, almost a year and a half, really to convince them that we can provide a service that would connect Piraeus to Pardubice, crossing seven Balkan countries that didn't know even to, 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 to haul, uh, you know, uh, uh, the bulk shipments and to do operations that were really just in time operations. And we managed to do that. And Trevor says is doing a pretty good job, continues doing a pretty good job on this one. So we're capable of doing many things, but we need to talk to the cargo owners. We need to talk to the multinationals and we need to understand their needs and try really to develop infrastructure, not just for the sake of infrastructure, but the infrastructure that the industry needs. So that would be my closing statement. So if you bring me the cargo, I'll build any infrastructure you need. Just bring the, put the money on the table and I will do it for you. Thank you, thank you, Thanasis. Uh, Yanis, anything to share, anything to, to mention, anything to state? Probably two or three words. Uh, echoing Fako's message, we need, to do, we need to move fast. Uh, there is competition around, as Franco noted, and uh, we need to move fast in order to make our vision a reality in the near term. Uh, thank you very much, Yanis. So we understand that we do have the potential, or at least this is what we think. Uh, we do have many challenges to, to, to handle, to take care. And as uh, you mentioned also, and uh, uh, Franco has mentioned in the beginning, uh, we need to, to act fast. Uh, uh, we need to uh, utilize uh, the last frontier, as I understand Philippos mentioned, uh, the RRF. Uh, Thanasis said the, we, we need to bring business. This is what I understand from bring the traders or the cargo owners. Uh, and uh, uh, out of the other Thanasis, uh, Mr. Psathas, we see that there is a a, a, a real, uh, an actual uh, need for uh, major investments like Triasso to, 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 to proceed. So at the end, we believe that we do have a chance. However, we need to, to, to act fast and bring the business all together. So uh, hopefully uh, I will ask, uh, I would like to thank all of, uh, all of you and thank, first of all, the audience and pass the ball uh, for the closing remarks and, and, and talk to Nicolas. Nicolas? Well, thank you. My closing remarks are basically to say thank you for a great webinar. Thank you to all of you industry leaders for sharing your insight 
on what I think is one of the most uh, interesting and important topics in Greece's development today, uh, capitalizing on the country's strategic position. Um, so I think uh, really, thank you so much. Uh, I will conclude by um, mentioning what um, the minister said in his uh, uh, remarks. Greece is back and uh, a lot has been done already. Um, and we look forward to uh, continuing uh, the good progress. I would like to uh, mention that uh, our next webinar is uh, with Minister Georgiadis and uh, Siri, Jay Collins, who is the Vice Chairman on, of Investment Banking of Siri, on uh, exactly Greece, a new era. Greece is open for business and for foreign investments. So it is in line with uh, our webinar today, and that will be on July 20. So thank you to everybody. Really, it's uh, great to have industry leaders like yourselves uh, sharing your insight with um, an international audience. Thank you. And of course, thank you to Capital Link, my staff, for uh, putting it together. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you all. And I yeah. forgot to mention that this will be available, obviously, for replay, because the idea of this online uh, webinar is to create a library of content that will stay available and relevant for quite some time. So we will be marketing it uh, on a consistent basis. And please, if you don't mind, share it as well uh, through your social media and contact databases because you have shared so much unique insight today. So it's worth putting the word out. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. 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 Bye